This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. I'm your host, Hour 2, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Richard Battle joining us now, as I said a moment ago, he would. Richard, welcome. How are you, sir? John, we're doing great. It's my privilege to help honor our brave veterans, especially those from Pearl Harbor today with you. I've well, been looking forward to it. When you, As soon as you sent me the notes on this, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, this is a good one. December 7th, 1941, I said a moment ago, 81 years ago. And, and I, I told Charlie this the other day. For those that have never been to Pearl Harbor, yes, I know it's a trip to Hawaii, but I tell you what, Richard, not only do you get to enjoy a beautiful place in Hawaii, but if you've ever not been there, in my opinion, every American needs to go to Pearl Harbor. Well, I would agree, because when you stand on that ground, and it's it's so beautiful in that area, and then you realize what happened yes. uh, those years ago, the contradiction of it is just just breathtaking, and so I think it helps, like traveling to other sites that we commemorate is very important so we get a better feel for it. I agree, and I, I don't know about you, but I've been there numerous times, have taken you know family members there, uh, you know both of, of my, my parents, uh, I've, I've taken them there purposely. I mean, again, to me, Richard, it's just a, it's just such a, a moving place that if you've never been, you need to go. Um, it, it's there's so many emotions. I don't know how to explain this, Richard, but you know, you you have everything from a little bit of anxiety to uh, you're angry at the same time. Um, you know, you're thankful. I, I mean, there's just this whole range of emotions that you feel when you go through that place. Well, that's exactly right, and this kind of continues the the last couple of weeks and caps it off with our gratitude and thankfulness for what those people did, not only at Pearl Harbor, but in the ensuing months after that, uh, there were so many service people out in Mm. those islands that were sacrificed to buy time for us to be able to go out there and turn an offensive war against uh, our enemies. And those people had no choice, and the veterans that were there served for the duration. They didn't get R&R. They didn't have phone calls. They couldn't get emails. Good point. I mean, they they were there and couldn't leave, and they sucked it up and took it for the team and gave us everything to help prepare uh, those days when we could come back and, and liberate and preserve our freedom. 2,403 Americans were killed uh, that day. Uh, it, it literally, literally, Richard, as you just said, you know, it launched us uh, from that point forward. Not that we weren't already somewhat in it, but that was officially when we launched into World War II and really became a, a power at that point in time. I mean, what they did to us, 
at that point, I think uh, this country just said, okay, uh, we're in it now. We don't have any choice but to fight. Not that we weren't prior, but that was really the mark that said, okay, America, you're going to war. Well, yes, and, and the way that I describe it today is that was the baptism for the greatest generation. There you go. They'd already gone through, some of them, the pandemic after World War One, the Great Depression, but that event baptized them. And that was the last mortal threat to our country that superseded all of the other things going on. Today, while we may be at war in different places, we've not felt that mortal threat like those days Mm -hmm. uh, where we put aside a lot of the politics and things that today people think are important, but in, in the real world aren't really as important as the sovereignty and freedom of our country. No, and again, that's one of those things where when you're at Pearl Harbor itself and you're able to sit there, and I know there's, you know, there's all sorts of things. For, for those of you that have never been, it, it's quite a place. There's several different things you can do. There's a museum, of course, and, of course, Missouri is there now, Richard, as you know, and you can go tour the battleship, and, and there's a submarine there. But but the, the going out to the memorial and being at the memorial it's, itself and being able to look down below you at that point and even still see some of the oil and and things that are there and those 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 uh, military men and women men at, at that point because we didn't have any women out at sea but the 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 men that are below that are literally entombed uh below you in the Missouri there uh it's just it, it's or sorry the Arizona it's just amazing well yes and that just reinvigorated our country and we had entertainers athletes uh, all kinds of people that would go and enlist to try to help the effort. We had the, the effort at home, the women who worked on both fronts, the home fronts, and then they went and were Rosie the Riveter and built mm. aircraft and other weapons of war. Uh, there was rationing of meat, sugar, tires, gas, and other things. So people sacrificed, everyone sacrificed, and People collected raw goods to try to help build materials to send to the soldiers. And so everyone was involved and sacrificed toward the victory. 100%. And and again, it's just not only today. I mean, we should remember every day, Richard, today, though, especially on the anniversary of that. Um, yeah, how do I want to segue this, Richard? There's also... Uh, you know, there was a healing time that happened after that. There was a lot of men and women, you know, because there, there was we, we've seen some of the movies and documentaries and so on. There were nurses that were stationed there. I mean, there was just a lot of of turmoil that was going on. And a lot of things that happened after that. PTSD wasn't known yet, but, you know, people had to have been affected by that afterwards. I mean, it, it was just a huge time for our country. And yet I'm not sure, Richard, that our young people really understand what you and I are talking about. Well, no, not at all. Uh, one of the things I think is interesting is there were no new cars produced during the entire war. I had a government yeah, teacher point. in high school who was a young girl, and her family bought a 1946, which was the first year produced after the war. And when they took delivery of the vehicle, it had a wooden bumper on it because there yeah, wasn't right. enough steel to make steel bumpers at that time. And so it took several years until the early 50s for us to regain that prosperity and the private uh, enterprise and the things that we are so accustomed to today, uh, there was a sacrifice beyond the war years themselves. That's exactly right. Um, 
Uh, and again, be, growing up in the car world like I did, Richard, and uh, my grandfather, you know, starting a, a dealership in 1947 and telling of those times that you're, you're referring to and, you know, the fact you couldn't, you know, gas rationing, you couldn't buy a car. I mean, there's all sorts of things that went on that literally very, very few Americans today realize and remember. Yes, and, and what happened was those people that went through that, they became the leaders in industry in our country for the next 50 years. And they would not put up with nonsense. And they knew the difference between the important principles versus the nonsense that people might want to interject. And I'm afraid today that we have too few leaders of that stature and people who will focus on what's really important and put aside the things that are nice to have Mm. are not as important as the essential things. Richard, do you ever see us getting back to a point where people remember these things, or is it just you and I talking about it? Well, I think it's our generation's turn to perpetuate the never forget and the stories for our children and grandchildren, and we need to make sure they know, just like remembering the Holocaust, how important it is to remember this going Forward. And if we do so, then 100, 200 years from now, similar to the revolution, similar to other things, then it will be remembered and revered and we'll be thankful for it. If we don't, hmm. the next generation won't either. So each generation is responsible for honoring, thanking, and preserving this yeah, legend, if yeah. you will, and yeah. sharing it. No, it's important. Again, it's why we are talking about it today. It's important for people to talk about it even today, tonight, around the dinner table. Remind their kids, their loved ones, of what today means. Um, and and I'll, I hate to say this, Richard, but I haven't seen a whole lot today on any social media sites at all. Not that I'm there, you know, studying things you know, vigorously throughout the day, but I've seen very little mention of December 7th today. Well, and I think that's one of the things that we have to fight right now are the elites and the globalists who do not care as much about our sovereignty and preeminence in the world, don't care as much about Pearl Harbor. They'd rather please people on a global basis versus, quote-unquote, lording it over others about how America is the greatest country in the history of the world. And we know better. We know what we've done. And our sovereignty and independence and liberty is special. And that's another reason for us to fight Mm. to preserve it. Amen. Richard, as always, it's a joy having you. How do folks find you? And uh, you've got tons of great books and resources. How do they find all of that? Well, thank you. Uh, RichardBattle.com is my website. All nine books, including the latest Made in America by Americans, not Americans, are there. All other bookstores and Kindle and audio books are available with all the printed books at Amazon as well. Awesome. Richard, it's a joy having you. Appreciate you very much, sir. Thank you so much. God bless America. God bless you too, Richard. We appreciate it. Have a great evening. Solar Energy Partners is next. Alan Davis, find out if solar is right for you. All you have to do is make a single phone call and Alan will do the rest of the work. 303-378-7537. Imagine what having a $0 per month electricity bill would be like in retirement. As soon as you get solar installed with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners, you'll start saving on your power bill. The monthly cost for solar will never increase no matter how much energy you use. Owning solar is like having a net zero power bill that eventually turns into a monthly credit when you finish the monthly payments on the solar panels. What you save can give you extra money each month to use as you see fit. 
Installing solar used to be cost prohibitive, but not anymore. Just consider the amount of money you shell out every month on your power bill alone. The energy provider profits on that money because it isn't being invested. Investing your payments in solar means that that money will actually serve a purpose. When you finish your payments, you won't have to pay for power anymore. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consultation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com slash sun. Roof savers of Colorado, folks. Again, whether you need an extension and extend the life of the roof of your current roof or you want to replace your roof, we can get all that handled through roof savers. Just have Dave out, have him look at your roof, inspect it with the wind we've had lately. I would highly suggest you do that. 303-710-6916. Leaves are falling, squirrels are burying their nuts, and pumpkin spice is everywhere. Winter is coming, and you need the assurance that your family has a reliable roof over their heads. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And Elizabeth Hart. Don't want to replace your roof yet? We know just the guy. Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a RoofMax treatment. With a dry roof and a temperature of at least 38 degrees, he can still spray the treatment. And it gets better. Because RoofMax is a 100% plant-based product, you can keep your family, pets, and even a squirrel safe. Our dad has helped 95% of his clients avoid a costly replacement. But if your roof needs a replacement, he can do that too. He's just that cool. Need the peace of mind that your roof will hold up through a Colorado winter? Call our dad at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversColorado.com and he will assess your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. All right, affordable interest mortgage, Kurt Rogers. Anything you need when it comes to mortgage, especially first-time home buyers, he can show you how to get into a home today. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. to one buy-downs available up to 95% loan to value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And yes, uh, December 7th, 1941 was Pearl Harbor Day. And uh, there's been some things that have gone out on social media talking about other things besides December 7th because they don't understand what today is, I guess. This, this was not D-Day. This was completely different from D-Day. D-Day came after Pearl Harbor, because again, as I said earlier, this was the beginning 
for us as a nation, really getting our feet completely into World War II. Yes, we had dabbled in it prior to that, and you have to go back and look at your history to know what I mean by that, but we had helped the Allies prior, but we were not fully into the war at that point in time. But on Pearl Harbor, you guys remember the speech, this day will live in infamy. That's what happened on Pearl Harbor Day. I probably should have had that that uh, ready to play. Maybe, maybe Charlie here at the bottom of the hour here, if you find that little clip from Roosevelt, we can play that. Uh, I should have had it ready. I apologize. I did not have that ready today. I could have done that with Richard Battle. But at any rate, got a few other things I want to talk about throughout the rest of this hour. We have no other guests. If there's something you would like to add to what we've been talking about with with uh, Pearl Harbor Day, please feel free to call in 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. So we have come a long way since Pearl Harbor Day. And by the way, folks, not in a good way. Really quick, a recap of the election in Georgia. Yes, Warnock won. Our guy didn't. <clears throat> didn't lose by much, though. We, we almost pulled it off. It was close. I, I don't have any idea what the people in Georgia are thinking. I, 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 all I can say is we have a lot, and I mean a lot, of what I would call uneducated Dumb voters in this country. I'm sorry, I have no other way to say it. We just have dumb voters in this country that really have no idea what they're voting for, other than a paycheck for themselves. Joe, what's going on? John, I don't know if you ever heard the story about... But go ahead. Um, well, for those who are not familiar with it, uh, uh, Admiral Nimitz, Chester Nimitz, uh, was named commander of the Pacific Fleet. Um, and he, uh, and, um, he uh, flew to Pearl Harbor and arrived there on Christmas Eve, 1941. And there was such a spirit of, uh, I'm reading now, despair, dejection, and defeat, you would have thought the Japanese had already won the war. Mm. So on Christmas Day in 1941, Nimitz was given a boat tour of the destruction wrought on Pearl Harbor by the Japanese. Big sunken battleships and Navy vessels cluttered the water everywhere you could look. And as the tour boat returned to the dock, the young helmsman of the boat asked, asked the Admiral, well, Admiral, what do you think? after seeing all of this destruction, and his reply shocked everyone within the sound of his voice. Nimitz replied, The Japanese made three of the biggest mistakes an attack force could ever make, or God was taking care of America. Which do you think it was? Mm-hmm. Shocked and surprised, the young helmsman asked, What do you mean saying they made the three biggest mistakes? Nimitz explained, Mistake number one, the Japanese attacked Sunday morning. Nine out of every ten crewmen on those ships was ashore on leave. If those same ships had been lured out to sea and sunk, we would have lost 38,000 men mm-hmm. instead of 3,800. Right. Mistake number two, when the Japanese saw all those battleships lined up in a row, they got so carried away sinking those battleships, they never once bombed our dry docks opposite those ships. Had they destroyed our dry docks, we would have had to tow every one of those ships to America to be repaired. That's right. As it is now, the ships are in shallow water and can be raised. One tug can pull them over to the dry docks, and we can have them repaired. And at sea, by the time we could have towed them to America, and I already have crews ashore anxious to man those ships. Mistake number three, every drop of fuel in the Pacific theater of war was on was in top of those ground storage tanks five miles away over that hill. One attack plane could have strafed those tanks and destroyed our entire fuel supply. That's why I say the Japanese made three of the biggest mistakes an attack force could make, 
where God was taking care of America. Mm-hmm. And very few people understand how much more devastating yep. that attack could have been yep. had they had they done it the way Nimitz described they should have done it. And, you know, the other part of that story, too, is we know the Japanese admiral that said, I'm afraid we have awoken a sleeping giant. That's correct. And he well, was correct. He, he did. He was absolutely correct. Yep, it did. It, it did yeah. things that, well, as we know, Joe, it changed the course of history. Uh, and who knows, uh, had we not gotten involved, what would have happened? But the reality is we did. Uh, of course, nuclear weapons were a result of what we did that day, literally, because as time would, would go by, uh, you know, we developed new, you know, nuclear weapons, dropped those on Japan, ended the war. Uh, you know, all sorts of things happened from that, and the world was different, you know, from that day forward. Right, and I don't think anybody, uh, any of our enemies anticipated the industrial might of the U.S. Oh, no, they did not. The, if you saw the series, uh, you know, the the uh, the, uh, the men who built America, whatever, you know, they talk about the Henry Ford. The Ford plant was turning out a B-24 bomber at the rate of one an hour, 24 yep. hours a day. Yep. Can you imagine 24 B-24 bombers a day? And, and the rest of that story, Joe, is keep in mind that we had to, you know, he had to build the plant to put those in and have them produced in that manner. We did all of that in a very short time. Right. I mean, and we were, designing, we were designing and manufacturing planes in four months. That's right. Today, if you want to design a plane today and get it airborne, it's take four, you four year years process. or more. Four years or more. We were designing. We were going from concept to design yep. to production. Yep. In 120 days, it was just stunning what we were doing. It, it was it was amazing. I mean, if you think about the the magnitude, I guess, Joe, of what this country did, and, and again, we we did some things that were not correct either. The internment camps for the Japanese citizens that were here in America. I mean, yeah, we did some things that we regret today that we never should have done. Although. You know, you got to go back to that time and realize that we really had no idea who the enemy was. I'm not giving these folks a pass because we never should have done that, Joe. But I think it's also very unfair for us just to make a blanket statement as well. Couldn't agree more, John. Couldn't agree more. And, and unfortunately, John, as time goes by, I think there's fewer. Now, obviously, you and I were not alive on December 7th, 1941. But, you know, our parents, you know, our parents and grandparents, you know, our relatives that we grew up with fought in that war. Right. And, uh, and in fact, I, I made this point that when I was going to school, I, I would venture to say that every teacher I had was either a war veteran or the spouse, daughter, brother, or sister hmm. of, a, of a World War II veteran. Hmm. Um, and, you, and that's why I think, you know, when, when you and I, at least when I went to school, it was a much more patriotic, conservative... Yes. Uh, feeling in the school because maybe it wasn't 100%, but John, I'd be stunned if it wasn't 90%. I mean, I know for a fact some of my male teachers, you know, had been soldiers. And, yes. And, uh, some of my Joe, I can remember, and I'm sure you were the same way. I can remember, you know, being a, a very young child and, you know, wanting and, and putting in for, and I don't remember exactly how they did this back then, but I just, I can remember the the joy that was brought to at least myself when you were able to be on flag duty for that day, go out front to the flagpole, be able to raise the flag at the end of the day, bring it down, fold it up properly and all of that. And we were taught, you know, how to do that by the very gentleman that you're talking about, Joe. Do we do that today? No. And, and uh, I don't know uh, if, uh, did we talk the other day about the, uh, the quote from the uh, head of the Italian communist party? Yes, from- yes, yes, yes. 
Yeah, and, and he was absolutely, he's, it's the long game, John. We have gone from an uh, educational system that was dominated by people with Christian conservative values, you know, patriotism. And today, I don't think, I'd be stunned if 10% of our people who teach our kids today have any connection to any military veteran. Uh, it's, it's just not there. They actually have a disdain for the military. We think what they should, we should defund the military. They think our military are baby killers. Um, and, and it's it's just sad over 50 years. I, I can look back at more than a 50-year history, but it's just sad how the the uh, philosophy and the attitudes of, of of our educators have changed over the past five decades. I know. And, uh, I know. It's it's amazing. And again, I, and I, you just you know joggled a memory of mine, and I didn't even think about it. I haven't thought about that for years about how how much fun and how much you looked forward to being able to be on, you know, quote-unquote flag duty. And I think if I'm, not re- if I'm not mistaken, Joe, at least in our case here in Colorado, this is elementary school, you know, first, second, third grade, I think you were on flag duty for the week, if I'm not mistaken, where every day, Monday through Friday, you went out, raised it. At the end of the day, you had to bring it back down. Um, and it wasn't just because you got out a little bit of a school, you know, to go do that. It was just the honor to be able to do that, learning how to fold it properly, all those different things, bringing it in, t- taking extra care that it never touched the ground. I mean, all those things we were taught as to how to respect the flag at a very early age. And I, in my school, John, we whenever we had a, a, an a, a auditorium, whenever we had a an assembly in the auditorium, um, you had uh, you know guys, and you know, typically they were guys assigned to flag duty. They before the assembly would start, there were no flags on stage, and then uh, two students would come up. One one would have the the, uh, the U.S. flag, the other would have the state flag. They would come up the stairs, one on each side of the uh, one on each side of the mm-hmm. stage, mm-hmm. and then they would bring the flags up and they would uh, you know set them down in their holders and right. you know right and they. Then yes. everybody would stand, pledge allegiance yes. to the flag. Yes, yes. And it was an honor. To we did the same thing, time. Joe. That's exactly the same way we did it. I don't know when that ended, but I'm sure we don't do that now. And it was an honor to be, A, one of the flag carriers, and then be everybody right. in the auditorium stood and pledge of allegiance. That's and right. Down and, and it began. Uh, that that has long gone, and I'm afraid the guy from uh, Italy from 100 years he ago. He was correct. They're playing a long game, John, yeah. and they're, they're succeeding. They are. Yeah, well, we saw that last night in Georgia. I'm sorry to say, Joe, but really we saw that. I mean, how in the world could you in your right mind vote for Warnock? That guy is an absolute scumbag, total scumbag. Yeah, he's he's uh, evicting people with disabilities because they were $10 short on the guy is you know, a he, scumbag, Joe. There's no other word for it. Absolute scum. He's a slumlord. Yep. And he, you know, he owns. That uh, runs around and, and, and brags about being a man of the cloth, which let me just tell you right now, he is far from that. Mm-hmm. Y- you and I, Joe, uh, have more, more ability to run around and, and say we're men of the cloth than that guy does. I'm sorry to say. That guy is a crook. He is a scumbag. And how in any, anybody's right mind they could vote for him is beyond me. I'm sorry to say. Well, John, you know, you're talking as Rush Limbaugh used to say, the low information voter. You know, he outspent. Um, Herschel Walker, what yep. four to one? Yep. And and people today are so clueless and uninformed. They make their decision on who they're going to vote for based on a thirty-second TV ad. Yep. And um, you know they don't get in. Never read anything about that candidate at all. Right. Never. You know they don't. Oh yeah. He, no. He, he he speaks nicer. He's got better ads. You know. And well, it, I'm, it, I'm sorry to say, Joe. I said this on our 
on our NCR podcast recording this morning. You folks can hear it tonight. But I said it today to the guys, Joe. Part of the problem we have as a party right now is how do we end the giving out of free stuff? Because as long as people can vote for a paycheck, they will. Yeah, I think somebody uh, said uh, back when Obama was running for re-election, it's tough to defeat Santa Claus in an election. That's right. You know. That's right. When and that's what a Warnock is. Yep, Santa Claus. Yep. It's hard to beat that, Joe. Right. By the way, on the topic of media, you know, controlling who we vote for, John, you're pretty well-informed guys, right? You watch the you watch the national network news, or you read about it online? I read about it. I never watch it, no. You hear about the big strike of one of the best-known organizations in the entire United States that's no. uh, going to take place at midnight? No, I have not. John, the New York Times writers, a thousand journalists, are going on strike at midnight. You didn't hear about that? No, that I, would, I would not know that, Joe. <laughs> well, the point is... When Starbucks workers go in, when when fourteen stores the star, fourteen Starbucks stores the workers go on strike, that's national headline news. Amazon, two you know two warehouses go on strike. National news. McDonald's, uh, you know one half of one percent of McDonald's have a walkout. That's national news. Right. The entire uh, staff of the New York Times going on strike at midnight tonight, and you haven't heard a word about it, did you? Nope, not a word. And I defy you if you watch the national news tonight, if you will hear a word about it, because it's the New York Times, as you know, is the darling of the left, and you can't criticize <clears throat> any of the darlings of the left. Nope. Because, so you won't hear about it. I, uh, I just checked. I just checked. I found a story in the, of course, I'm here in New Jersey, so I, I, I have access to like conservative newspapers like the New York Post. Thank God for the New York Post, who ran the story about the New York Times workers going on strike at midnight tonight. Um, but I checked. There's no NBC, ABC, hmm. CBS coverage of that uh, looming strike. That now they may head it off. But the point is, it should be a national news story. Yes, it isn't. Interesting. It isn't. Interesting. So. Joe, as always, appreciate you, man, very much. All right, take care, John. You I'll bet. Thank you very much, Dell. Hang tight. We'll come right back to you. Give you plenty of time. Bruce Simmons is next. He is our reverse mortgage professor. He knows them like the back of his hand. If that's something you've ever thought of doing, talk to Bruce today, 303-467-7821. I'm Bruce Simmons, KLZ's local reverse mortgage specialist. I recently did a reverse mortgage for KLZ producer Steve Ebling. We knew we were sitting on a pile of equity, buying a house 36 years ago and then having paid it off. The Denver market being what it is, lots of uh, equity there, but it's essentially locked up. You can't really touch it without a tool like a reverse mortgage. Anybody who sits down and discusses this with Bruce will quickly understand that he is a subject matter expert, and I don't know if there's anything out there that he hasn't seen yet. It's just good to have a professional like Bruce in your corner. I don't know that a reverse mortgage is for everybody, but for the people who have thought it through, and again, they obviously they're sitting on some equity and they'd like to use it, I would highly recommend giving Bruce a call. I'd love to help you unlock a portion of the value of your home with a reverse mortgage. Give me a call directly at 303-467-7821. 303-467-7821. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Golden Eagle Financial, give Al a call today. Make sure that you're dialed in for this year and the years beyond. 303-744-1128. Planning for your retirement doesn't need to be rigid to be a solid plan. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial asks what is uniquely important to you before diving into the numbers, getting an accurate picture of how to realistically get there. 
Once Al understands your individual circumstances, he can figure out what needs to be adjusted, positioning you with the best trajectory to reach your goal. Golden Eagle Financial wants to get to know what you want your retirement to look like so that a plan can be created to make that happen. By incorporating a strategy that works with your lifestyle, Al can partner with you to make sure that a comfortable retirement is in your future. Schedule a conversation at his office for a fresh look at your financial future. Call 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128 now, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. All right, Geno's Auto Service, anything you need for your vehicle, they can take care of you. One-stop shopping, literally, you need it. They can take care of it. Geno's Auto Service, it's Geno's with a J, 303-794-6700. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Service's Alignment and Tire Rotation Special. Winter in Colorado can be tough on your car. Now, through the end of the month, get your vehicle aligned and all four tires rotated for just $99.99. For just $99.99. Geno's can also check to see that your heater is working properly with the cold months ahead. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a Napa Peace of Mind Warranty covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. This holiday season, Geno's would like to thank all their clients and longtime customers for their patronage and support. We truly appreciate it. Wishing everyone happy holidays. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Now, back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Lines are full. If you guys want to call in, feel free to do so. As soon as somebody drops off, we'll get you right on air, 303-477-5600. Dell, you are next. Go ahead, Dell. Yeah, I played drums on the cover guard in elementary school here in Denver. Cool. And Dell, you're a great veteran as well, so thank you for your service as well, sir. But the reason I called was, you know, a lot of people don't. There's a documentary out called The Last Bomb. Okay. And it it deals what we, Japan, what they dealt with before the atomic bomb was dropped was out, was ungodly. Because when the B-29 came out, they were flying high-altitude bombing runs over over Japan. Right. They had a 200-mile-an-hour crosswind that was blowing the bombs off target. And they went, they uh, were going to quit the the whole bombing mission and everything else. Well, then LeMay took over, and he said, no, we're not going to quit. We're going to change. And they started doing, they went into Japan. <clears throat> By that time, they had Guam, so they had. Uh, several squadrons of P-51s in Guam, and they went into over Japan with five squadrons of B-29s and P-51s. And there was approximately 150 planes in each squadron. And what the, they were dropping 500-pounders and firebombs at low altitude. And they literally burned to the ground 60-some cities. 
before the atomic bomb was ever dropped. Wow. And what the bombs didn't destroy, the P-51 strike. If it moved, it got shot at. Wow. I didn't know that. Dell, thank you. And, but they, uh, we had a lady, well, we, my church sponsored a couple that was missionaries in Japan. <laughs> and they had a, they had a lady that was a child when that happened, and they had split the class up and half went to the mountains, and her half stayed in the city. And she's, she remembers running down the street, and all you can see for miles was fire. Wow. And going to the river to get in the water, and it was full of dead bodies. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Wow. Dell, thank you again. I, I did not know that. That's that, that's that's great history. Yeah, thank you. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's called the um, the last bomb. It's I'll watch it. I'll watch video. it. It's on video. But I'll it, watch it. It details the it details the B twenty nine and all of that during that period of time when it came out. Gotcha, Dell. Thank you. Appreciate it, and thank you again for your service. Uh, great man, great listener. I appreciate you very much, Ben and Evergreen. You're next, sir. Go ahead. Hello. Hello, Ben. Hey, how you doing? Good, sir. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to remind everybody out there that, uh, you know, to honor these vets, Fort Logan is a great place to go. Mm. You know, I like the idea of yeah. parents dragging their kids in there. Yeah, you good know, idea. And uh, it's free. It re- I'm not into big government, but that cemetery is very well kept. Mm. It's it honors the people in there. Yes. And if people don't have time to respect the veterans, not necessarily not going there, they don't really deserve the freedoms that we've got. Amen, Ben. It, I, I agree with you. It, they don't deserve it. Yep. You're 100% correct. I agree. And, and uh, I, I was going to add, if, if folks do end up getting to... Pearl Harbor, the other place to go see while you're on Oahu is Punch Bowl, which, Ben, is very much what you're talking about. It's, again, one of our national cemeteries, and, and it, again, is is because of what we're talking about, that it is there. Anytime you get a chance to go to those things, Arlington, Fort Logan, in, in my opinion, Ben, you should drag your kids along for sure. No question. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of, it's not just the World War II guys, it's anybody. That's right. That's been in this com- kind of compulsory situation where they had to kind of strap up and, That's right. and suit up and show up. Sure did. And um, until somebody's been there and done it, I don't think they get it. I agree. You're right, Ben. 100%. They don't. And, and unfortunately, we have generations plural now that don't get it. Yeah, it's sad. Well, you know, I watch uh, this guy Joe Rogan on YouTube occasionally, and he says, hard times make hard men uh and uh yep hard t- uh, something it follows like you get soft times and soft men yep that's right we've grown soft we 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 don't the, the the people here do not understand the sacrifice the discipline the morale the whole nine yards and in you know unless that and i think these are historic cycles that we go through but until this cycle turns in another direction it's just going to be yep. some tough sledding all the way down the line. I agree. Ben, spot on. Thank you. No, appreciate it. Great Take call. Care. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Mike in Northern Colorado, you're next, sir. Go ahead. Hey, hi, John. This is, my name is Mike. 
Mike, nice talking to you, and, sir. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Good show, of course. And then one of the things that really angers me is that these we've got a volunteer regulation whenever somebody determines that something bad happens, we have to fly the flag at half-staff. And that right. thing started about 10 years ago. And I went to our building coordinator, and I said, don't do this. This is voluntary. You know, don't right. do this. This is right. the dumbest thing because it's just part of the, I feel it's part of the conditioning that we don't recognize how great America is. It used to be when that flag went to half-staff, Everybody stopped and said, what's going on? Right. What's it was a major on? event. Yeah. Yes. And it's part of this conditioning. And I felt the same way about our Colorado's driver's licenses. When they took away the Colorado state flag off the driver's mm-hmm. license, it's the thing that makes it look like it's a communist ID badge where there's no color on your picture. It's all on a back green background. And I feel like that's also conditioning just mm. to make, you know, work unique anymore colorado's not special you know i used to when they changed that uh boy that that just it angers me that we've got people in this state that are running our government that don't stand up for the greatness of what america could be i mean george george carlin had it right you know that they're taking away our freedoms, and it's a big club, and we're not in it anymore. You know, I appreciate what you said earlier, too, Mike, because I, I, I've never said this on air, uh, but I, I appreciate you saying it, because I, I feel the same way you do. A lot of this half-staff flag, I just, I'll just say what is nonsense. It's voluntary. You don't have to do it. There's only but a few occasions, and it's pretty well outlined in the flag etiquette, if you would, as to when a flag should be at half-staff. And just because there's been some, and, and I, Mike, don't get me wrong, when, when we have shootings and things like that, I get it. People died, I understand. But I'm sorry, that is not a half-staff flag event. It just isn't. I'm sorry, Mike. Yep, I feel the same way. I'll let you go and let somebody else hop in. I pre- Mike, thank you. you got to go to break, but I appreciate that. And again, I, folks, I'm not trying to undermine any of those types of events and the brevity of them and so on. And, and I get it. They're tragic. I understand that. But it's not a half-staff flag event. I'm sorry. It just isn't. I, I, I'm, I've never said this on air. Mike, thank you for starting the conversation. I feel the same way he does. I just don't. I feel like we've gotten to the point where half-staff happens for almost anything. And that's not the way it was intended to be. That was supposed to be a very uh, honoring thing to run the flag at half staff. There's only a few events a year where it's where it really is is sort of a quote unquote mandatory thing to do, i.e. Memorial Day, where you're supposed to run the, the the flag at half staff in honor of those that have fallen to fight for the freedoms of this country. I'm sorry, but a a you know a club shooting in Colorado Springs does not constitute a half staff flag. It just doesn't. And I'm not taking anything away from what happened in those tragic situations, but those are not in my opinion, half-staff events. I'll say it. There we go. High Five Plumbing is next. And at High Five, they want to take care of all of the needs you have around the house plumbing-wise, and you need this number written down in case something comes up over a holiday because, yes, they're there as well. You can call them, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Water is your number one enemy in your home. 
You need to solve the problem immediately so it doesn't get worse. Schedule service with High Five Plumbing. Call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Service that ends with a high five. Starts with a team that prioritizes excellence. I want to tell you about the high five guy. He was here Friday night, and all I needed was a swap out of my uh, garbage disposal. He said, I can do that, but he says, how old is this house? I said, 18 years old. He said, I don't know who did this, but they put the garbage disposal on the wrong side. It's never going to drain. You have drainage problems. And I said, yes. And he reconfigured all that over and above putting the garbage disposal in. And he was well past 6 p.m. being here. His name was John. And I'm going to tell you, that company is a number one. So uh, they have my endorsement. I'll never call anyone else. Call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. Absolute electrical heating and air. Make sure you have this number written down as well in case you have any kind of furnace problem over the holiday. 720-526-0231. Best way to not have that, though, is get their furnace tune-up special now. Go to klzradio.com. Replacing your furnace can be stressful for your whole family. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will alleviate the stress of replacing your furnace with service that puts your family first. Absolute offers a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee because they value honesty, earning your family's trust with honest work. Their technicians prioritize your family with integrity by never upselling you on something you don't need during your replacement. They offer flexible financing, so you don't have to make sacrifices to make sure your family's needs are provided for. Their team goes above and beyond to get the replacement done in one day whenever possible, so you can get back to spending quality time together. Get your family-friendly estimate for replacing your home comfort system now with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air by visiting klzradio.com absolute or call 720-526-0231 to schedule today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, Save the Storks. We're trying to save babies' lives. We do that with Save the Storks, or they do, but your donation is really what's going to help save babies. And if you're looking for some end-of-the-year tax deductions and so on, uh, this is a complete tax deduction when you donate to Save the Storks. Just go to savethestorks.com. Colorado continues to promote the abortion industry in unthinkable ways. An abortionist who makes millions is raising $500,000 to build out a second abortion clinic in our state where babies' lives will be taken up to the time of birth. And if that isn't shocking enough, your tax dollars are being used to build more abortion clinics all over Colorado, preying on women in unplanned pregnancies. I'm Diane Ferraro, CEO at Save the Storks, a pro-life ministry that is stepping in with love and compassion to show these women the truth about their pregnancy. Do not give up hope and do not give in to the abortion industry. Your gift will support critical missions and initiatives that are saving the lives of the unborn. Right now, when you sign up as a monthly partner with Save the Storks, you'll receive a free t-shirt that you can wear to show your support of our pro-life ministry. Your gift will help us raise funds for a mobile medical unit that will serve women right here in Colorado. Please give today to help us get this medical unit into production by this December and on the road by early next year. Visit SaveTheStorks.com now and mention KLZ or KLTT. Visit SaveTheStorks.com now. You don't like the way your business has trapped you into working an overtime job every week. John Rush teaches folks in your situation to get out from under their companies using his 40 years of industry experience. 
Your operation isn't fully functional, at least not with the way it's been going. John Rush will help you fix that by bringing his own knowledge to the table. You're an expert in your industry, so give that job to someone else whose hourly is not as costly as yours should be. John wants you to make your operation run for you. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. This isn't Rage Radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Marianne in Wyoming, welcome. How are you? (laughs) Uh, Thank you, John. Holding our own up here, that's for sure. So, quick comment about Pearl Harbor. Yes. Um, I know you know Kim Munson has a show on it. Very well, yes. Today, they talked about the remains of her cousin. They brought it back this year wow. from Pearl. Wow. And and it was just an amazing story and how he finally, after all this time, came home. It was, it, I, it was so beautiful. And the other thing I want to make a comment is that I'm a member of Kiwanis up here. Okay. We have our meetings on Wednesdays at noon. There was nothing on the agenda about Pearl Harbor, so I stood up. Good for you. And, and gave my spiel about it. And... I said, you have the where for all to do what you're doing and living in the United States. Thanks to all of those young people, the military, both men and women, who gave their lives. And I say, we can sit here and enjoy uh, our lunch together and plan to help the community and everything. Thanks to them. And mm-hmm. I said, also, my, I had an uncle that died in the Sea of Japan right before we dropped the bomb. Wow. I had another uncle on Iwo Jima. So... The flag is such a passion for me and for them, for these young people. And I'm t- we have some young gr- people like 40 and 50 in that Kiwanis group, and they're just like dead. You know, they're just like, well, so, you know, and no one said, good, Marianne. You know, it was just like, I know it's unbelievable. I know. I'm sorry to say the flag has lost, lost its fervor with several generations now. And I don't know why. Well, I do know why, because we've not taught people to respect it like we should. Well, sure. The school system has taken it down, hasn't, have not promoted anything about citizenship and about, you know, what our history is, and, and they have dropped the ball because they want to. Yep, yep. No, you, you Joe, Joe said it earlier, it's, it's, been by, it's been by design, Marianne. The Communist Party uh, has infiltrated this country. This is all by design. They played the long game, and unfortunately they're winning. Unless we start reversing this, they're going to keep winning. Okay, I'll agree. I agree. You know, God was there at Pearl, and he was with us through the whole military, all the things that miracles I agree. happened. No, I agree. I mean, j- just as— And, just and to, it, we anchor ourselves in him, yep, John, yep. and I'll get, we're going we're gonna to turn this boat. Marianne, I appreciate you. Thank you for your faith and for calling in and being a faithful listener up in Wyoming. We appreciate you very much, and uh, you're right, Marianne. We've got to keep our faith, got to keep moving forward, got to keep doing what's right— uh, but we got to keep teaching at the same time, folks. We've got to be more bold and start standing up for the things that we believe in. Otherwise, we are going to lose the race. We have got to keep fighting. I, I can't say it any other way. American National Insurance is next. Paul Lewinberger, great friend of mine. He's my agent as well. But he would love to take care of you and all of your insurance needs. All you have to do is call Paul today. Tell him you listen to me. He'll take great care of you. 303-662-0789. 
Almost one in six drivers is uninsured in Colorado. That's not something you want to hear going into the colder months. Work with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance and get back what the accident actually cost you with the right policy accounting for the total expense. Your chances of getting into an accident increase substantially when the temperatures drop. Facing snow, ice, slick conditions, and a slew of uninsured drivers, you should be covered in the case that you got into a wreck right now because you never know. Paul Lewinberger makes you financially whole in the worst case scenario with the proper coverage. Shorter days mean that you're at an increased risk for more of the day. Sufficient coverage is the bare minimum, but the right coverage should make you financially whole again. Call Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance right now at 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789 and secure yourself financially today. Stay up to date with Rush to Reason after the show on Twitter at Rush to Reason. And again, thank you all for texting as well. I've got something on TSA I'll talk about in the last hour. Somebody did send in, though, the quote that Joe, Jersey Joe, was trying to remember. Hard, or not Jersey Joe, I think it was the caller after that. I apologize. At any rate, hard times create tough men. Tough men create good times. Good times create soft men. Soft men create hard times. And I hate to say, but we're at that last one right now because we have a lot I'm sorry to say, we have a lot of soft men running around, and hard times will follow, I'm afraid. So be ready. Gear up. Another full hour coming your way, by the way, and I appreciate each and every one of you listening. Don't forget, text line is 307-200-8222. You can call in our regular line, 303-477-5600. Here, as soon as we come back, Scott McKay is going to join us. Will someone please do a Twitter to Disney. We'll be right back. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.